Oshkosh. City lose their first game of the season as the cop and pop go top. Arsenal lose more defenders than Tommy Robinson, but Torreira gets on his bike. Spurs take Leicester to the deli and slice them up, and Manchester United win a game of football. Elsewhere, there's chaos in Italy, standard. Efforts to stop Messi are in vain as Espanyol's pain is Barcelona's gain in Spain. And join us for another round of Fraud or Goat. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex. Bernie is here. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm great. Feeling good. Full of Mike and Ike's? Uh, yeah, Mike and Ike's, uh, tea, some chocolate. It's going to be a sugar <laughs> high show. I'm scared of you. <laughs> Roche. Hello. You're here too. I'm also with a mouthful of chocolate and wow, those chocolates are good. I have some more. Oh, that'll be dangerous. Okay. <laughs> With the Mac and Axe and all the chocolate? Oh boy. It's true. And Gatorade, so you are going to be pumped too. Absolutely. I've had decaf tea, so watch out. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. uh, Alright, we're here. Mohaned is not feeling well. Um, I'm sorry to say. He has been prescribed gravel, so it shouldn't be too serious. Yeah, I, you know what? I have to say, this is, this is disgraceful behavior. <laughs> when, when the club needs you... It doesn't matter. You have to be a mad dog about this, about mm. it, and play through the pain and through mm. the sickness. It's not good enough. Not acceptable. But, but to be fair, Mohanad hasn't drank water since like <laughs> last August 2017. To be fair, probably since he lived with his parents. Yeah, it, it's incredible. I mean, Mohanad is the best football player that any of us know personally. I think mm-hmm. that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And the guy, not to you know, give away his trade secrets or anything, but the guy doesn't warm up. Barely stretches and never drinks water. Like it's phenomenal. Yeah, he's, it's a, all, he's a medical phenomenon. It's all that hot weather training that he did. Yeah, maybe in Chamonix all those years ago. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we miss him, and uh, he'll be back next week. Speak I'm sure. For yourself. I, I don't miss him at all. Okay. All right. Um, Manchester City are missing Sergio Aguero mm-hmm. because without him, they seem to lack some cutting edge against Chelsea. They dominated uh, the first half at least. Isn't um, that interesting? We're saying, and it's great. It's an old narrative, but. City miss Aguero when Aguero was already pushed out the club, supposedly. Yeah. So it's, it's a good turnaround for him and, you know, his career. Yeah, uh, Aguero is clearly one of the best strikers that City have ever had, currently have, or ever will have for a long time. Um, Displacing also. Sean Goto from the Hall of Fame. <laughs> or Danny Dicchio. And Paul Dickoff. <laughs> the list goes on. Um, but quickly, I mean, you did mention that City dominated the first half, for example. But, I mean, it's nothing that wasn't expected we expect City to retain possession and pass you to death but in this game I think Chelsea got their cards absolutely spot on Sorry, master tactician Sorry, ball is working well yeah I mean the, the funny thing was about this is that before the game in the press conferences journalists was you know asking Sorry, how do you plan on winning this game mm. and he said I've never beaten Guardiola you're asking the wrong person mm. I haven't I, I don't have a clue <laughs> he was like we're just going to go out and do what we can do and and they did it and I don't think he'll have gone out there and say park the bus, mm-hmm. but as Roche said, against City you don't really have any choice but to be in your own half and try and keep them at bay, and they just kind of did that, they kept their shape, and then they hit on the break when they could. Yeah, I, I feel like Sari wouldn't have wanted to win this way. He seemed like the type of manager, everything he's talked about with the Jorginho thing, and they don't play my way, they need to play my way, and being very aggressive about that in regards to his players, he would have wanted to pass the shit out of Man City, but... In this game, they couldn't do that, and maybe this was his realization that they couldn't do that. But that said, City probably should have been 2 nil up, maybe at halftime, 
uh, fluffed their lines. Sterling won. Sané won. I don't know if Kepa... He didn't really stand his head. City did it themselves. And then they got one. Their only shot. Not off target. <laughs> only shot of the half. And it was a brilliant shot from new Frank Lampard. Conte. <laughs> the French laps. Yeah. And, and what, was, what was kind of cool about that was that two weeks ago when... Uh, Spurs beat Chelsea and Jorginho got knocked out of the game everyone said why isn't Kante playing in that deepest role so that he can defend mm-hmm. and Sarri stuck with Kante in the higher role and in this game it worked because it was him that finished off that move yeah yeah. I think he gives he gave City something else to think about with his relentless energy especially in the second half where the confidence from the first half really filtered through and you saw the first 10 minutes City probably could have scored two more Mm. There was a free kick from, I think, Willian that was saved by uh, Ederson. And then Willian had to bury the one-on-one chance that he had thanks to some great work from new Frank Lampard content. <laughs> I want to see how, how I can roll with this and see if it works. Sure. Um, as much as this was a great goal and a great finish by Kante, no disputes there, I do think it was shambolic defending by City. I mean, if you look at the replay closely, they're all in one long line, like a rugby team. Mm. And Kante is just strolling into the ball. Guardiola should have a field. I want to see his big red head turn into tomato and explode all over the city players. That's fair. I mean, if you look, if you watch the goal back, Sane just about realizes what's about to happen and tries to catch up with Kante, and he can't make it in time. And in that moment, he was probably like, "I am in for so much video analysis. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to watch this on repeat for like an hour and a half." Um, But yeah, you're right. City didn't defend well, and I was saying to you guys beforehand that I think it's just because they don't have to do it very much, so I'm not sure that Mm -hmm. they can very well when they need to. Well, for for City, defending starts from the striker, right? They they press you up high, they retain the ball, and I think it's a... It's a purposeful thing where we don't want to defend in our... We don't even want you to be anywhere near our (laughs) goalkeeper. So therefore, when they actually are under the cost, so to speak, and I've used that twice in two days on on, the podcasts and things like that. Um, Thank you. It it happens. And even on the second goal, the corner, David Luiz, which you can dispute if it's a corner or not. To me, that's neither here nor there. Sure, it wasn't a corner, but the way they defended that... David Luiz scores an impossible back flick header, but Barkley right behind him was free. <laughs> it was going to be a goal one way or the other. City just did not defend at all in those two circumstances. Yeah. There was no one on the back post. I mean, the ball was gently falling into the goal, and Hero with a cape, Ederson, was nowhere inside, just watching the ball loop into his net. I'm not sure there was much he could have done about it. No, I mean, he was only the goalkeeper. Complete rubbish from City, defensively, once again. Also, Alex said... Fabian Delph should have been on the line to stop that. Absolutely. He, I don't know where he was. I don't know if they... I don't watch City close enough to know if they always have people on the line. But he was close to it. Mm-hmm. Like, if he was two yards back, he just nods it away. Yeah. But anyway. He should have been on his line with a shiny head. What else yeah. is that head shine for? It is very shiny. Um, on, on this game, I mean, City played their way, had the ball, but no end product. And in the second half, there was they were never going to score... I mean, they brought in Gabriel Jesus and didn't get any better. I just want to highlight he's played 13 games and scored only one goal this season. Gabriel Jesus is having one Premier League goal <laughs> in 13 games. He's having a shocker of a season. And it's being disguised by the fact that City are steamrolling other t- other teams with Sterling playing fantastically well, Bernardo Silva playing well, David Silva. Those guys are, are putting in a shift. And if not for Aguero, they would have problems scoring goals because Jesus is not getting it done. And, and they're also, I mean, we forget... They're missing Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. 
probably their best player last season. And not only that, you, when you think of Kevin De Bruyne, you think of the creativity, the assists, the passing. But he scored a lot of goals last season, and a lot of them from outside the box. And that's something they actually don't have. I mean, that's not their preferred method of scoring. They like to tippy-tap and cut it back and finish you know, two yards away from goal. But having that long-range shot as a threat creates space. And if it doesn't create space, you know, you, you can still, he can still score from that distance. So they're missing that too. And even without that, this is the first game they haven't won. So Absolutely. Well, the first game they, they've lost even. I mean, even with that shocking stat of Jesus only scoring one goal in 16 games, this is our 13 games. Mm-hmm. They still have a goal differential of 36 goals. Mm-hmm. Even after this 2-0 loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so not bad. not been a bad season at all. <laughs> exactly. It goes to show how good the rest of the guys are on that team. Because, you know, I think a lot of people have talked about that, oh, they can throw on a second string side and win games. But let's be realistic here. City, what's their second string side? What, you put Mares on one, on one side and then you bring... You know, what is, the, what is their second... I don't think we've actually seen a second string team... For Man City, Otamendi, Company, Delph. What, when have we seen maybe those Zinchenko? Guys? Yeah, like League Cup. Yeah. <laughs> so this narrative doesn't really exist in my head. Like Fernandinho plays every game. <laughs> he really oh, does. Yeah. He, he will. You know, he, Ederson plays every game. Yeah. You know, Bernardo's gonna play. Davis was gonna play. They don't have De Bruyne. So what are we talking about here? Is Foden. Phil Foden, he's a yeah. good player. He is a good player. Yeah. He also just signed a massive new contract. Well, I don't, not massive in terms of numbers, I don't know that, but a long-term contract. Mm-hmm. And I wonder what your thoughts are on that when we see the likes of Jadon Sancho moving abroad, getting first-team football and flourishing. Uh, I, I think Foden is, is the one in their, in their eyes and the one that they everyone seems to believe is going to be successful. Great if he gets to play, awesome. But Jaden Sancho is killing it. Reese Nelson is is killing it. Um, so should he go on loan? Maybe, but I think he backs his own talent and is wait for his chance, and we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Um, the, I think the interesting thing about Phil Foden, I thought this was interesting timing for Man City to announce his contract on the back of Raheem Sterling bringing up. Um, I don't know. If, I think that's Lukaku behind us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the unanticipated background noise. Uh, they appear to be taking something out from behind my building. Yes, Lukaku fell. <laughs> Lukaku is the track. Uh, just, it's, it's interesting timing because Raheem Sterling brought up the fact that the media seems to have racist issues. And he brought up the issue of Phil Foden and Tosin Adarabaya. Yeah. And in essence, he was saying the headline, if you've re- seen the headline, if you haven't, go check it out. One of them says, professional football player buys $2.25 million house and hasn't started for, for City. The other one says, Phil Foden buys house for mom. Meanwhile, Tosin bought the house for his mom. So yeah. it was the difference in the headlines shows the racial bias, which comes up because the Chelsea fans yeah. in this game were absolutely disgusting. And well, four of them, they got banned, whatever, but they were disgusting towards Raheem Sterling and it's something that they need to stamp out. That it was, was actually horrible a- to Absolutely watch. disgraceful scenes. But I, I do think that even though, this, despite the fact that they were banned, I don't think that just a suspension of them being able to go to games is enough. I think there needs to be more of a punishment yeah. involved. I, I don't disagree. I, were they banned for life, or do we know what the term of that ban was? They've said indefinitely, which usually means for life. It usually does. Uh, you, I mean, you're right. The, you know, in racism, um, incidents in the past, there's been a fine for the club. I don't know that that really makes any difference. The fine is never going to be big enough to really you know, hurt the club. So I'm not sure what else. I mean, something that would actually work would be docking points mm-hmm. or you know, making a material difference to a club season, uh, excluding them from a competition, for example. 
But I just don't have any faith that we'll see anything that, that straight. So just bringing it back to the table really quickly for Man City. I know that they've started the season extremely well. 16 games played, 41 points. Really good stuff. Goal differential, 36. Everything's on fire for them. However, this 2-0 loss could potentially take a lot of wind out of their sails. So how do you boys feel about City maybe falling back, losing some ground over the Christmas period, and falling behind their title rivals? I don't, I don't think they'll lose ground. I think um, if I was Pep Guardiola, not many things concern me, but if I, if I would be concerned, I would say the 0-0 against Liverpool was concerning only because they didn't believe they could beat Liverpool, and they didn't go out to beat them. They lost to Chelsea... Um, they still would have to play Arsenal, who are on a roll, whenever that, is, whenever that particular game is. Um, so, yes, they have big games that could derail them, but I think they're still better than all those teams, and it's a matter of, on the day, can they click? Can they get things right? And I think, inevitably, they will. Yeah, I think you're right. I, like, looking at the next fixtures, I mean, they've got Hoffenheim in the Champions League. Uh, do they even need to beat them? I'm not sure. No, they're um, But then they've got Everton, who are decent, but I don't. I'm not concerned about that from a City perspective. They've got Leicester in the League Cup quarterfinal, so who cares? Then they've got Crystal Palace, which is going to be like a 14-0 victory. <laughs> um, then they've got Leicester again, not concerned. Southampton, so, and then on the fir- on the third of January they've got Liverpool. So they've got a good run of fixtures now before they have to worry about much. I think. All right, so let's talk about. Uh... Liverpool, who I'm happy they won because Mohamed Salah got me 42 points this weekend. This is more points than you have ever got in a weekend. Sorry, your total was at what, 103? 103 points this week. Unreal. Yep. You haven't changed your team in how long? Uh, a month and a half. When Fraud. I use my wild card. Fraud, buddy. <laughs> That's a great result, a 100-point week. That's always big in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. A, a good result for you, a good result for Liverpool, who smashed Bournemouth. Uh, away 4-0 and find themselves finally top of the table mm-hmm. I think any other year they would have been top right with their points total yes and now they finally are um, and fair play they deserve it they've been picking up results all season without necessarily playing brilliantly but this time they did both yes it helps to also have a gift from Pickford you know occasionally um, you know free two points granted but I mean yeah Liverpool have been you know they've been they've been shakily getting results and now they're one point ahead of Man City. Good for them. I just can't stand Liverpool fans, but good for the club. And good for Mohamed Salah for finally coming to life. I yeah, mean, he's been, he's been good the last couple weeks, but this was his, let's call it his eruption of form. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic this season. So, well, in the last couple weeks, returning to form, I'm not sure how many goals he has total. Um, I'm sure we'll check it. Um, but it's a good amount for anyone who had like for anyone in most seasons that didn't have the season he did last season. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was also a big day for James Milner this weekend, making his 500th appearance. 500 too many in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is it because he looks more like an accountant? No, he doesn't look like an accountant. He looks like a pirate. A pirate. A pi- I disagree with both of you. I think he looks like he works in like Tesco's or something. Oh, okay. actually, I think he looks like he works in a factory. Like the butcher in Tesco. Yeah. Okay, the butcher's deli or, counter, or, um, or like one of the guys who like pulls the levers in a factory. Definitely a blue collar worker. Yes. But he's gotten better with age, though. I think, oh, 100%. I think we can all admit that. From his, I think it was Leeds, he came up yep. through, and then he was actually brilliant to Aston Villa, by the way. A yeah, lot of people forget how good he really was. And now he's just center of the park or left back doing or everything right by Liverpool. He's the encapsulation of grit. Yes, he is. He's, he's actually not, he's, he's actually brilliant. He's I mean, a mad dog. Nothing sums him up more than 
he's 33 years old. He ran more than anyone else in this game, and he made his 500th appearance at right back. Mm-hmm. Or his 500th appearance was at right back, yeah. I should say. Um, quick Liverpool's quiz. John O'Shea. Sort of, but way better. Quick quiz for you. Who are the other players that have 500 Premier League appearances? Uh, there are 13 of them, so I'm not expecting oh, you to get... How many do you want? Just, just, right. just okay, try get, get the ones that you can. Yes. Ryan Giggs, Gareth Barry. False goals. Frank ba- Barry, yes. Goals, no. Lampard, yes. Uh, Shearer. Nope. Shearer, no. You're ruining. Nope. Whoa. Uh, Andy Cole. Nope. Okay, David Seaman. Nope. What? There's another David, though. Goalkeeper. Batty. Goalkeeper. James. Yes. <laughs> Batty. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is there a big one? There's... I mean, there's one that has the turning circle of a boat... Not so Campbell. Yeah. Oh. So Solomon Campbell. Wait, what about Leighton Baines? No. Never. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, uh, one of the Nevilles. Gary. Gary. Phil. Phil! Yeah. Thank you. Uh, then we got someone who talks like that. Oh, Stevie. Oh, Jamie. 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 Yeah. Jamie. Actually, Jamie and Stevie. Okay. They, uh, wait. Is, no, no Stevie. No yes. Stevie? Yeah, no, there is Stevie. Oh, Sorry. Uh, and then there's one who partnered... Michael Owen up front for England. Robbie Fowler. No. Emil Haskett. Yeah. Miracles. Last one. Well, is it the last one? No, two more. Hint. Uh, one of them is a United defender. Oh, Ferdinand. Oh, yep. Oh, and no. actually, sorry, now there's two more. This one's dead. Ugo Ekia? No. <laughs> Killed himself. Gary Speed. Yeah. yeah. Right, last one. Average goalkeeper won the title twice but didn't play. Joe Hart? No. Oh, Won the title twice but didn't play. Raymond van der Gaal. No. Won the title twice. Raymond van der Gaal had 500 Premier League appearances. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Mark Get out. <laughs> yes, Mark <laughs> Okay. So, you uh, know, James Milner is in bang average company. Liverpool go to uh, play host, uh, host Napoli. Yes. To get to the Champions League. Come on, uh, Napoli. Okay, on that note, do you think they'll do it? Yes, Napoli will win. No, they won't. Yeah, of course they will. No one beats Liverpool at Anfield. I think it will be a... Mm-hmm. They have to win by. Well, if Napoli score, they need to score two, and I'm, I think Napoli will score. So, I don't think Liverpool will do it. The, yeah. Really? Yeah, they saved all Liverpool their ammo for really, really good for yeah, beating Bournemouth this weekend. I'm just I, saying we're we're asking Liverpool to win this game three one, which is possible, but I just don't think it's likely because Napoli are very, very good, not because Liverpool are deficient. Okay, I mean, I, I have full faith in Liverpool to win this, despite. I mean, one argument against this. And for the rest of Liverpool's season is that Gomez, unfortunately, broke his leg. Yes. Well, fractured. So he's out for six to eight weeks, I think. Uh, Lovren is injured right now. So is Klein. So the defence is a bit makeshift at the moment. Um, Virgil van Dijk, that's all you need. Yeah. Well, they better hope nothing happens here. They just need to go 3-5-2 at this point. Actually, they don't even have three centre-backs. No. Never mind. (laughs) No. I mean, Milner can do whatever you like, but still. Van Dijk can just play three men's position. <laughs> sure, fair enough. All right, uh, Arsenal won, Huddersfield nil. This game was shit, but um, Arsenal won it. Torreira with a lovely score. He is really coming into form. Oh, he's been in form for weeks, but he's, he's scoring goals now, so people noticed. Uh, apparently four Man of the Match awards in a row. Um, which, by the way, after this week, and I'll tell you why later, just remind me when it, when it comes to Manchester United why this is a stupid thing to even talk about, the Man of the Match Award. We'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, but Arsenal should have scored in the first half. Aubameyang missed a sitter. Um, He'll do that, by the way. Like He's got a phenomenal goal record, but he misses two good chances a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
He hadn't missed a shot <laughs> from August, 25th of August, until Eric Bailly put him in his pocket. Just on that Easy. Wow. Easy. Did you see when Aubameyang was yeah. running down the wing yeah, good. and Bailly outran him and then dribbled around him? Just saying. Good. You watched the highlights. Well done. Yeah, I watched yeah. the whole game. <laughs> I know. You know that. We're working from home that day. Everyone knows that. But anyway, and that, that tribalism aside, mm. uh, he did miss a guilt-edged chance. And I think... Uh, Lacazette, unbelievable miss. Yeah, unbelievable yeah. miss. That was a bad miss. I mean, what was the astonish- more astonishing about that is, I mean, Hector Bellerin is getting better and better every week. He was actually fantastic again, um, again showing the difference between a player who receives coaching <laughs> and one that doesn't. Ah, hint, hint. Yes, exactly. Um, but what's what's been interesting about Arsenal for the last few weeks is that Emery switched to a back three or back five, however you want to describe it, um, a few weeks ago, and he's stuck with it even though there doesn't seem to be any particular reason to do so. So, Holding got injured the other day, so he's mm-hmm. out for the rest of the season. And then Mustafi came off in a, in a recent game injured, but then started this one. And so he had Mustafi, Socrates, and Lichsteiner as his back three. Mm-hmm. But then Mustafi went off injured in this game, and Socrates and Lichsteiner are both suspended for the next one. So he might have to play no defenders. The next one. I mean, he's lucky that Koscielny's coming back and Monreal is just about coming back because otherwise there'd be no one left. Oh, they're coming back. <laughs> they <laughs> yeah. will be right. If it's, even if there's host percent involved, they're back <laughs> in this game, believe me. Uh, I, again, Torreira is a wonderful player. Signing of the season, perhaps, if you, if, if you want to go that far. He's been unbelievable. He covers so much ground. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the guy. I really do. Torreira is an emotional player. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw him get the goal against Tottenham. And ever since that moment, he's been walking on water. He's yeah. been floating on clouds. Yeah. He actually, I think he wanted to pull off a shirt again because he's running yeah, to the yeah, same yeah. corner and he takes a look at his shirt and they go, Mm-mm. <laughs> I got negative feedback on Twitter already. <laughs> the, boss, the boss says, I can't get suspended because we need yeah. me so badly. Um, speaking of the boss, Emery has now made 14 substitutions at half time in 16 league games. Now, there are obviously two ways to look at this. One is, Arsenal always score and do better in the second half, so his changes clearly work. The other is, why is he screwing it up from the beginning? I don't think he's been messing it up. I think, um, for a large part, he's gotten his selections correct. There have been a combination of uh, horrendous injuries. Mm-hmm. And then to certain players just not doing the job that they did the last game. You know, Ramsey, for instance, playing well one game, not playing well the next game. Obama Yang missing chances, even though he didn't come off. And... You know, if Lacazette continues to miss chances at the rate that he rate, rate that he does, he's got to do some changes, right? The players are are not doing their job in the first half. It's not just him. I guess, but like this is such this is such a pattern that after sixteen games of this, like you have to start to think this is not a coincidence. You know what I mean? And the Arsenal score goals in the second half. They win games in the second Arsenal half, and it's not. always after he changes something. Yeah. So at some point, you've got to start winning games earlier than this. Well, Arsenal have not held a lead. In the first half right. of the season, period. Right. I find that wonderful. Shameful. <laughs> Shameful performances. But they still find themselves in fifth place, on course for the Europa League, destined for the Europa League. Um, mm-hmm. Two points behind Tottenham, but on par with Chelsea. Same points to Chelsea. I, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I, I can see Chelsea being a bit more inconsistent for the rest of the season, despite their win over City. I don't think that means anything for their form. I, I think Chelsea and Arsenal are, are in a battle, really. 
yeah, yeah. I think I think that's fair. I, I think they really are. All right, Frodo goat. Yep. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> a player I like. A player Roche absolutely cannot stand. Bernie, I'm not sure where you are on this, but it's Juan Mata. Uh, I'm on the goat. I'm on the goat train for Juan Mata. Goat train. I'm on the goat train too. Mohamed is honorarily on, on the fraud. Train. On like the fraudiest of fraud <laughs> yes. trains, as Mohamed said. But but let's start with Roche. Why don't you express yourself? Juan Mata is a complete fraud. He is the master of illusions. Makes it seem like he's done great things for the club. Illusion. Yeah, but really, I mean, it's like. If he's on the field, it's only because there's nobody better. Oh, and we're stuck with him. No, we've been stuck no. with him for a long time. I've always thought he was below par. I always thought, we need better players. We need Juan Mata out of the team. He can't defend, so he can only do one thing. He, he slows down the counterattack. He's terrible. He's shit. Get him out of the team. <laughs> Fuck his blog. <laughs> uh, okay, to counterattack Roche's lack of counterattack Juan Mata. Yes. Uh, firstly, if you saw the Chelsea goal that Mar- Martial scored, that was all because Juan Mata created the counter-attack and outpaced the defender. Shocking. He also runs fast than Alexis Sanchez. Shocking. <laughs> that now, should never be allowed. Exactly. Sanchez now, Juan Mata, FYI, Chelsea best player two years in a row. 100%. Champions League, Europa League, best player in the in the competition that he played in. He was Premier phenomenal. League top assister in 2012-2013. He scored 20 goals all competitions. For United, he's got into double digits three times. Meza also can't say that. And then Hazard hardly says that. This guy scored in the FA Cup final, and he also scored a bicycle kick at Anfield. He is an absolute legend, absolute classy individual. This man is a goat. Not also, a, World Cup winner. Suck that dick. Not, a, oh, oh, not only that. I mean, that all matters. But he also started the uh, the charity Premier League footballers thing. Oh. Now we're getting philanthropist points. Yes. All right. Philanthropist so all of as these, well. All of these things are great points, but as I said, he's a master of illusions. Was the, go- was the overhand kick an illusion? 50, 50 Premier League goals. Van Hal's doing. 50 Premier League goals and 50 Premier League assists. How is that an illusion? I don't know. I, I, I just always thought Juan Mata was a budget choice for Man United. He was a player that they got because no one else wanted to pay agent fees. You spent 40 million on him. Which is crap. David Moyes bought him. That's not budget. You could, no one else could afford him. <laughs> And that's the truth of the matter. Not, not only that, <laughs> no one else could afford him I in the Premier League. Not only that, thirty-seven the, million. Do you know what that was at the time? Like that was. This is two thousand thirteen. <laughs> that was serious, serious, that was money. serious money. And the only reason that Chelsea sold him was because Mourinho was a dickhead and came in and sold their best player uh, to make not, a point. Let's not forget, Roman Abramovich told him, "I feel bad for your situation. I will sell you if I get thirty-seven million, which he got. It was a gentleman's agreement, same gentleman's agreement that he had with Nemanja Matic." The guy has done things, won things, scored in finals. That's a goat. That's greatness. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Speaking of the great conquistador, Juan Mata, he scored a lovely goal. I think he also had an assist. I'm not sure. Probably. Manchester United, 4-1 winners over Fulham. Uh, I had the great pleasure of talking to Tyler Dunn this weekend uh, about this. Uh, You can check that out. And we were happy. United fans were happy for once. Where can people check that out? Uh, at T Dunn Footy, I think, is his Twitter handle. All right. And then, so we are the Busby Babes podcast. Um, but yeah, fantastic results. You know, people are going to say it's only Fulham, but it was only Crystal Palace. And we didn't do shit. It was only <laughs> Southampton. We didn't do shit. Good so point. I am very, very happy about this result here. Good point. O- over yes. Mourinho's massive rival, Claudio Ranieri. Yes. 
And Pogba was on the bench the whole time. Mm-hmm. And they actually played well. They, yeah, this game, uh, some fluid football in the first half. 3-0 up at halftime. Shocking. Ashley Young, with a, with a brilliant goal, mm-hmm. he keeps doing it. I don't understand how this man operates. Another player you absolutely hate. I just, oh my god, don't get me started. But he played well, he scored a good goal this game. He got the first goal, that's a good goal. What can I say? He, he played well, and on the other side, Dalo had a wonderful game too. Dalo yeah. doesn't really defend, which is, you guys know how much I hate really? that. He's not that good at defending, oh. he really isn't. Well, he's only like 19. But he can cross the ball, which we've not seen in five years at West United. <laughs> Antonio yes. Valencia has been slamming the ball off the first defender <laughs> for years. So it was wonderful to see well-flighted balls into the box. And also on this game, Roman Lukaku finally scored at Old Trafford, which is wonderful considering all the shit he's had to endure this season. Yeah, uh, I, I, I want to talk about Lukaku for a minute because he made a statement about his weight. You yes. know how we've all been like, he's looking pretty chubby. What's going on here? He actually said something about it, um, which is that he bulked up for the World Cup and mm-hmm. now he's had to slim down, which means eating a lot of vegetables. And not I'm going just, to the gym. And not going to the gym. I, so what does that mean? There's like extra skin flopping around or something? I don't know what Muscle it means. Muscle is what he's saying, but... It didn't make any sense to me. For a start, the World Cup is six weeks. Like, what are you getting bulked up for that for? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and, and, and secondly, footballer doesn't go to the gym. I don't... Nothing about this makes any sense. It doesn't make sense to me primarily because... Sure, he bulked up for the World Cup. I think, evidently, we all kind of noticed that. But, yeah, but he why? played really, really well in the World Cup. And he played in a what was predominantly a counter-attacking Belgian side. Full of Premier League players. Yeah, so I don't understand why he can't play counter-attacking football at Manchester United. <laughs> it, it doesn't add up to me. Yeah. I mean, I, w- I won't argue that like he, he, looked, he looks right now a bit too heavy. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine if he wants to lose weight. I just don't get the whole story. I don't understand it. The, the second part of what the second part of what he said made more sense to me where he said I wasn't playing with enough aggression I wasn't being forceful enough mm. yes those are facts those are things you were not playing well you were not attacking the ball not being aggressive which he was in this game I have to say it just okay yeah well he was in the right place at the right time for the goal it was a brilliant team move that led to his goal broke his duck very nice he didn't celebrate he was just kind of relieved mm-hmm. everyone saw it good, good, uh, good feeling for him good moment for him how long are you However, out if you break your duck <clears throat> Sorry? Nothing. Go on. Terrible question. Um, for Lukaku, I personally think he could do with a positional coach. Because I just think that he's always in the wrong position. <laughs> always. I think that, you know, the great strikers, you know, you see the Van Nestelroys, you, you know, they, they take up positions, the Cantonas, they take up positions at the edge of the box sometimes where you least expect them or a striker to be. Lukaku doesn't really do that. He's, he's been really lethal when he's running at, at goal one-on-one, mm. um, you know, the ball at his feet. Moving at speed, but with his back to goal, he's not as effective. In the box, when crosses come in, he's not as effective. But when the ball drops, you know, after the first header clears, he's never at the end of that loose ball. I will say that in this game, I can't remember whose goal it was, uh, where he, he got the ball, held it off, and then played that through ball in behind for Marcus Rashford to get onto, and which created a goal. That was wonderful play of his. And I thought, that's what we need to see more often from Lukaku, because he did have an all-round good game where he was bringing other people into play. But... On the positioning side, sometimes he gets on the wing and he crosses the ball. And I'm like, is that should be happening to you? But then again... He's got he, a good cross on him. Well, he does. Yeah. But then again, I see it time and time again. I saw it, especially last season, I brought this up, where Lukaku is about to run past that defender and the ball is in the middle and that person does not see the through ball. Where I go, 
Michael Carrick would have played that ball for Robin Van Persie, who would have controlled it, and Lukaku wouldn't. But end of the day, that ball, that forward pass would have happened. It does not happen. So I disagree slightly on the positioning part. I think he's not getting service. Well, Fred could play those balls if he was allowed to play, but you know, <laughs> he's not. Higher. So yeah, <laughs> um, he's he's somewhere with Victor Moses, just being kept away from football at all times. I, I just want to add, Rashford had a great game. He did. He uh, his his goal, <laughs> while it looked lovely, like, I'm not sure what. <laughs> the keeper is doing there. I think he was. He deserves to be in an asylum. Keeper, <laughs> yes, honestly. actually, for actually Young's goal too. He just kind of flings an arm, but like it's very savable. Yeah, Rashford has a good shot on him, but everything else he does is <laughs> utter <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think you're being very, very harsh. Uh, very, very harsh. Yes. Because again, if you look at the Arsenal game, he put Arsenal under pressure severely against Southampton. He's the only reason we scored goals in that game because he had two assists that day for Lukaku and for Herrera. He had two assists today and a goal. His form of late has been great. And by the way, with Martial being in the form he's he's at, those are two young players who were basically shunted by Jose Mourinho who are mm. now playing very well over the last month or so. You know, you can't argue with that. Is no. he going to be sacked before Christmas? Never. No, absolutely not. After Christmas. No. End of the season at best. If you don't make Champions League... That's when he gets sacked. The same way we've done it for the last two. That's what's going to happen. That's true. Uh, lastly on this, Ranieri said we were 11 lambs against 11 wolves. Um, and I'm not sure I would ever describe Alexander Mitrovic as a lamb. <laughs> I don't think he'll have taken that very well. Uh, yes, that's an interesting point you bring up. Claudio Ranieri's name. This is an old foe for Mourinho. Maybe this is why the team played extra well. Who knows? No. Just throwing that out there. Motivation. No. Uh, well... On this, some people say that they played well because Pogba wasn't on the team. They played well because they played Fulham, for fuck's sake. Thank you. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not a fan of that because <laughs> their best performance of the season included Paul Pogba. But okay, sure. Whatever. Uh, Leicester nil, Spurs 2. Uh, Tottenham rested Kane and Eriksen. This was the first time since 2014 that neither of them had been in the team. Like, both of them had been out of the team. Sorry. But Kane still got the goals. Nope, he didn't. He didn't play at all. <clears throat> no, like he... You know how Kane claims all the goals? Oh! oh wow! Horrendous. Sorry, sorry. That went completely over Horrendous. my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just like an action went over Kane's head that day. Speaking... Oh! Hey! That was good. Um, someone who did get a goal, uh, Deli Ali, who ran this game, bossed it from start to finish, he now has 40 Premier League goals and 67 involvements, i.e. goals or assists. Sorry, Alex, you have to stop. What? You can't talk about Dele Alli anymore. Ah, uh, because Mah- well, yeah. Mahana's not here. Well, no, so it's just because Mahana will say that everyone talks about Dele Alli, so you have to stop talking about Dele Alli. Right, except that they don't. Yeah, they really don't. No, okay. <laughs> but this week, I think he deserves it. Uh, 50 goals, 4 Spurs by the age of 22, 40 in the Premier League. Um, Fraga goat. He's mm. way too young for that, but mm. but if we compare his <laughs> if we compare his goals and assists record to the likes of Gerard Lampard, etc., He's way out ahead. Mm-hmm. For his age, he's way out ahead. So, I mean, you can't argue with this. It, it, funny enough, he's not actually talked about. Like, there, there was, uh, I was listening to the Guardian podcast and they were like, he's an England starter. He's scored 50-odd goals. He's PFA Young Player of the Year twice. And no one really talks about this kid. They, yeah. they talk more about the guy you just dissed, Marcus Rashford, than they do Dele Alli. Which is very interesting. It is interesting. I, I mean, Dele Alli has a few goals. I think he does well when the team does well or there's favorable circumstances. I don't think he's an, an impact player that can change the game by himself. Like, you know, if you talk about mm. Steven Gerrard. Gerrard can change the game by himself. That's Harry Kane's job. That's not his job. But, but there's always that player on a team whose job it is to do that. And I don't think that's Dele Alli. But, I, but how else? I mean, Dele Alli's 
strongest feature is his goal scoring from midfield. Like, I don't think he's the best passer. He's not the best dribbler. He doesn't have that much pace. He's, he's kind of a Thomas Muller player where he finds space and he scores goals. Mm. So how best how better do you, do you change a game than by scoring crucial goals? I think in Spurs' biggest games, you know, where they beat Chelsea or those games where they beat City or that kind of thing, he always scores. Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of disagree on the, like, impact kind of stance. All right. But yeah, Son, though... <laughs> So that's a guy who changes games. That was hundred percent. No yes. denying that. That was a Bale esque goal. Oof. This thing showed up on Kim Jong Un's radar. <laughs> <laughs> it probably did. It probably did. They post him up at the DMZ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, and that was his weak foot, by the way. Yeah. That was that was sensational. It sensational really was. Goal. Uh, other conclusion to draw from this: Leicester are rubbish without Jamie Vardy. Yes. They really need him. Yeah, Ian Nacho is uh, pretty fraudulent at the moment. He's not your best option up mm. front. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. I, I kind of like the way Leicester play, uh, pass the ball around. Uh, Madison, uh, Madison, yeah, he's yeah. a great player. Yeah, I agree. It's just they lack that cutting edge. Sure. You know. Anyway, uh, that'll do for the Premier League. I think some other nonsense games took place, but we don't care about them. So let's go to the continent, shall we? It was a mental weekend in Italy. I mean, it's always a mental weekend in Italy, but in terms of the football, it was absolutely crazy. Uh, let's start with the biggest game of the weekend. Juventus won Inter nil, the Derby d'Italia. Um, Juventus could have lost this. They Lucky. genuinely could have lost this. Inter very, had some very good chances. Yes, complete rubbish from Juventus, only to be undone, Inter were undone, by a diving header from Andzukic. That guy's clutch. He is, but it was also rubbish defending from uh, poor poor guy. What's his face? Who? Uh, the left back for Inter, struggling to find his name. Um, Asamoah. Yes. Oh, okay. Asamoah, former Juventus player. Yeah. Can anyone say Calcio Poli? No, I don't think so. I think Inter deserved to win this game, but they lost one 0 Juve. Hey, what can you say? Well, the the interesting thing about that, sorry, buddy, was um, that yeah, Asamoah defended badly. Former Juventus player. Cancelo was the one that put the cross in. Former Inter player. You know, Calcio Poli factor mitigated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I don't care if Juventus play badly. They they have the best record of any team in the history of European football after this number of games, apparently. You're going to have a bad game, and it's how do you recover from having a bad performance. This type of thing where people say the champions' mentality is to win games even though you're playing badly. They're showing that right now. I so, think after you win seven championships in a row, like, <laughs> you've got the championship mentality. I, I, I think so. I think so. 15 games played, 43 points. That's basically they won every game except one draw. Yeah. That's ridiculous. They yeah. are, yeah. what, uh, 11 points clear of Napoli? This, is, mean, this is actually done. Rumors, it's over, it's over. rumors that Pep Guardiola is looking at their table and going, <laughs> <laughs> Why are we not this far ahead? Come on, guys! <laughs> All right, uh, what else? Napoli, the team that is only barely just about keeping them in sight, uh, smashed Frosinone 4 0. Um, Fazi Gulam, their left back, had been out for 13 months, came back, was astonishingly good in this game for mm-hmm. someone that just came back from injury. He's truly one of the best left backs in Europe on his day. Mm. I've seen him play a couple times. He's wonderful going forward and defending. What would, you th- what would you think? Something. Well, I mean, <laughs> could, I think we collectively could defend against Frozenoni, but nonetheless... Collectively, like if there are four of us playing at left back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, thought we would probably beat them in indoor soccer, actually. Well, indoor, that's our terrain, you know. Yeah, We've got yeah. the expertise. Cagliari yeah. um, 2, Roma 2. Another bottle job from Roma. Yes. Another piece of VAR being incredible. Um, so Roma were 2-0 up 
into the 84th minute. Then Calorie pull one back. And then they go down to nine men <laughs> protesting against nine, a free kick. Ten. Nine men. And even with nine men, in the 95th minute, they find an equaliser. And Roman hearts are broken. Absolute shambles. Complete rubbish from AS Roma. They should know better. They should all sit on a bed of spikes. Wow. That's an ancient <laughs> Roman tradition, that. This was only made better for the Roma fans by the fact that Lazio did exactly the same thing. So they were up, I think, and then they scored... No, sorry, it was 1-1 going into injury time. And then Lazio got a penalty in injury time. Immobile smashes it into the corner. 2-1. They think it's all over. It is now in 99 minutes when Sampdoria equalised. And absolute scenes ensue. That's actually uncanny that both these games... Yeah. Finish 2-2 the same way. It was incredible. I smell Calcio Poli. Yeah. No, it doesn't end there. Sassuolo 3, Fiorentina 3. Uh, by the <laughs> way, you know what song Sassuolo play when they score a goal? No. I get knocked down. But I get wow. up again. You know, we're going Do to they know they're that shit? <laughs> is, that, is that my idea? It's, it's probably because France 98's theme song finally reached Sassuolo. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forms of communication. Trent, Trent Italia is not that reliable. Oh. Um, Anyway, Sassuolo 3-1 up against a lackluster Fiorentina side. And then Fiorentina pull it back to 3-3 with Morales scoring a goal in, again, the 96th minute. Kevin Morales, who we didn't... I, I thought he was done. Uh, I, yeah. I, I didn't remember who he was for a second. Yeah, well, there you go. Anyway. Kevin Morales from Everton? Yeah, yeah. he's on loan at Fiorentina. Oh! Absolute bedlam in Italy this weekend. Except that most of these games actually ended up as a draw, so nothing really changed. Yeah. It was just madness. Mm-hmm. Wow. How about Spain? What's going on there? Uh, well, let's start with uh, where I don't want to start, but sure, Lionel Messi pulled a complete madness. Oh, madness! Yeah. I was watching this game with Mohamed, and I saw it. I saw it live. I saw Mohamed's reactions. He basically he did this. He did what he always does. He gets up. He doesn't say a word. He starts walking around the house furiously, <laughs> as if like he's he's he just cannot believe it happened. He's offended personally that Messi is so brilliant. No, no, no that's not it. You, I mean, you're kind of right. Like the better Messi is. The angrier Mohamed gets yes. that there are still some people who don't like Lionel Messi. That's absolutely like, true. Those people are completely mental, but why Mohamed takes it personally, I have no idea. It's, it's kind of like Pep Guardiola saying Juventus 15 games, 43 points. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, I mean, if you're if you're a real football fan, you just don't like the opposition players. It's just, I mean, uh, how many players, oh, how many oh. people hated Eric Cantona? Like, <clears throat> that was just how it is. Yeah, but people, people, people detested Thierry Henry. Cantona was a kicked fan in the face. Justifiably, Messi didn't pay his taxes. What do you want me to say? (laughs) Is this a a diss on Mohamed if you're a real football fan? No, it wasn't. But Mohamed is the most tribal person I've ever seen in my (laughs) life, so sure. But but my point is, people detest other people for the clubs. When Cristiano Ronaldo was completely dominating the Premier League, no one liked it. Sure, he's an asshole. That has something to do with that. (laughs) But still, before that, it just happens. So people should not be offended, but people should be able to admit that he's the best player they've ever seen, yeah. which he is. He's Left foot, right remarkable. foot, free kicks? Come on, that's he's, crazy. He's absolutely remarkable. That's the crazy. free kicks were ridiculous. That's like a fraud or a good debate for them as well. What, which foot is of his is a fraud? <laughs> his, oh, yeah. On a more primitive scale. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Barcelona beating their, their local rivals, Espanyol, 4-0. The, the, sorry, the, the, before we move on, the most interesting question here for me isn't Lionel Messi and how great he is. It's... How good is Usman Dembele who doesn't train? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> who shows up two hours late for training? Yeah, how good is he? So if you're not across this, like the rumor is, and this is this is fairly solid, that Dembele has a gaming problem. Like he's he's up all night playing video games. Uh, not sure which ones. 
Mm. Hopefully, football manager. Uncharted. Well, if it's football manager, decent. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably FIFA. It's probably Fortnite or FIFA. Yeah, something like that. Fortnite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the kids um, are playing Fortnite, and it's ruining their lives. It actually yeah. is. Nice. Um, and uh, and down. so he he's like missing training because he's sleeping in. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say to this. He's a phenomenal player. If this is true, surely Barcelona will be able to sort it out. Well, this is absolutely shocking. He came from Dortmund. On a transfer deadline day transfer, it was a complete shock. million. It was, I thought it was 150. Whatever. Uh, it was high. <laughs> it was it, rubbish. Guys, it's Barcelona. It was probably 290. <laughs> yeah, complete frauds. Uh, where, but where are we going with that? Oh no! I mean, he was lucky to be in Barcelona to begin with. That, and then he was injured for a long time. And you think that he's, you know, he's responsible. You know, he's got a chance again. He's he's playing games now, but he's showing up to training two hours late. But I mean, if you show up late, at least you call him ahead of time, and it's okay. The club has to call him to figure out where he is. That means his ass is still in his pillow. Yep, that is a bit problematic. Yep. Maybe they need to do like a. Uh, remember when was it Pardew that made Andy Carroll room with or live in Kevin Davis's house? Yeah, Kevin yeah. Nolan. Sorry, I Kevin remember Nolan. This. I remember Maybe this. they need to put Dembele in Messi's house so that he makes it to training on time. You think Messi wants him in his house? Well, no, but I'm you know, not sure about that. You need that moral example. Oh, they can bring back Xavi. He'd do it for the principles and Mesco Globe, etc. Nah, I, th- I think that's done. Okay, so, that's so when's he being sold? Is the main. Question. You can't sell him. Why is that? Who? You're going to make an instant loss. At least, at least seventy mil. Look, they bought him for let's say hundred fifty, right? Yes. Let's say that. How much are you gonna sell him for? Seventy? You lose fifty percent of your mark of his market value. They cannot move this guy. They have to make it work. They could they could realistically loan him to like Neil Warnock and hope that he gets some <laughs> discipline. <laughs> no, like there there are plenty of clubs that would take this guy on loan in a heartbeat. No, on loan is great, but you have to figure his long term future out at some point. If not, yeah. it becomes distraction. Yeah. And unless you got mafia money lying around, that's not happening. That's Actually, true. It's interesting because they they only bought Dembele because they couldn't get Coutinho in the same window, but now they have Coutinho. But yeah. Coutinho doesn't play. He plays. Well, he's he's injured. He's starting. Dembele takes his spot. Dembele comes on, scores goals. Coutinho doesn't score goals. A bit fraudulent on Coutinho's part. Where does Malcolm fit in? He's injured now. In the middle. But he was he was <laughs> Well done. Well done. Should never have been a winger. What an uh, absolute fraud. Real Madrid have been fraudulent this year. Yes. Although they're only five points back and could still win the league. It's actually ridiculous. <laughs> they've been horrendous, and now they've won a few games under Solari. 1-0 victory over Huesca. Gareth Bale with the winner. And Thibaut Couture described this as, he, well, his quote was, we did nothing. <laughs> that was exactly what he said. All right. Um, <laughs> finally, for the, well, okay. So Valencia drew 1-1 with Sevilla. Atleti finally pulled their thumb out and beat Alaves 3-0. Um, so finally, we have the big three in the top four. Because for weeks, mm-hmm. one of Real Madrid or Atleti or whatever was out of the top four. Barcelona top now, 31 points. Sevilla still second with 28. Atleti 28. Real Madrid 26. So it's back on. It is back on. La Liga is returning to normal, maybe. I, I will be furious if Real Madrid win the league. <laughs> yes. Just Absolutely. furious. Yeah. Yes. Fur- yeah. Normally I want to win the league because I just don't like one team dominating all the time. But they this will be the most undeserved league. This is Atleti for me, if, if nothing else. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, Sevilla would be great too, but you know it's not going to happen. Yeah. A uh, couple other things to talk about while we're on the idea of non-Premier League football. Mm. Uh, which one do we want to go first? MLS Cup or Libertadores? MLS Cup. All right, MLS Cup. Atlanta United, the best team this year, won MLS Cup in front of over 70,000 fans. Deserved, yes. Wonderful. Firstly, it wasn't even difficult. Like, no. they, they were just good. 
all yeah. season. I think they lost to Porter Shield by one point or so, something like that. Uh-huh. So Toronto FC is still the best single-season club in MLS history. Good. But this was the most dominant probably championship we've ever seen in MLS. Yeah, yeah. They, they just steamrolled. Full, full credit to Tata Martino mm. for bringing some tactical masterclass, tactical analysis, whatever other fancy words you want to put in. Mm-hmm. Tactical, whatever it was, Tata Martino is the man. And yeah. Lautaro Martinez is a beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, sorry, he that plays for Inter, but... <laughs> uh, Joseph Martinez. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, top yeah. scorer for uh, Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, he is. And I will be interested to see if he stays in MLS, or, I mean, presumably he could get a move. He used to play in Serie A, <laughs> although he was mostly a substitute, but... He could get moved to Europe on the back of this for sure. And Almiron has obviously been linked to the Premier League, so yeah. we shall see. And they're going to have a parade through the city uh, tomorrow, I think it is. And I'm a very big, I'm very big on this football is here thing. Mm. And, and it, it's, it's 100% in North America, 100% in the United States. It's coming home. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, just to have 70,000 people show up. And, if, and we remember the scenes in Toronto when Toronto FC won. Yep. And what that was like in the semifinals, even the parade that they had through the streets, this is real stuff. And this is just, it's a little bit tiring to see, you know, foreign European journalists come not take this seriously because this is very, very serious here. Yeah, it's true. Also, I uh, just want to quickly point out that TFC's achievement was, you know, even more enhanced in the fact that the weather over here is like minus 20,000. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I watched, okay, I watched the, 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 the highlights. No, I watched the highlights and I was envious of the weather that they got to watch that in. Yeah. Are they all in t-shirts? Yeah. Well, no, but they weren't in their <laughs> parkas and underwear <laughs> and all sorts. Yeah. Sorry, they were in their underwear. Parkers and you know underwear. what I meant? The long underwear. Long johns. Yeah, they didn't need them. Long so, so this brings up the question, uh, are we going to do it next year at TFC? No. No, we're Why not going to do it. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I feel like well, TFC will probably sell off one or two players. I know they just bought, they just bought an allocation spot, so they get the second draft pick, but I'm not sure what they're drafting. You know, MLS rules are complicated. Anyway, they're going to revamp their squad, and until they do that, we don't really know where we like. We're so going to watch Can PL next season anyway. Hell so yeah. Whatever. Hell yes. Um, all right, what else? Copa de Libertadores, what do we got? Um, River Plate won. I, I did not think they would after the, the cards were definitely not on their side. I mean, this game was played at the Bernabeu, not yeah. even in, uh, I don't even know the name of the stadium, but it's not as nice as La Bombonera, no. I can tell you. Yeah. Uh, lawsuits were about to be filed for this and all that, but it kind of makes it all the sweeter that River Plate did overcome all that and win, even though I wanted Boca to win. would have made the documentary. <laughs> it would have ended on a yes. nice note. Uh, context to our listeners, last weekend, the Kosh assembled at uh, Bernie's Palace and we were watching a documentary on Boca Juniors. And so we got really familiar with Boca Juniors and you know how the club is run. We felt like we were part of the Boca family. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting smashed. <laughs> yeah, River 3-1. Yeah. That Quintero hit. Oh, oh what a hit. No backlift. No backlift. I hope yeah. to see him back in Europe. I want to see more of that guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martinez, who scored in that game, is going to Atlanta. Rebuffs some oh, European pit, teams. Pity Martinez. Yeah. It was an odd name. There's a few that. Martinez's floating around. Uh, too many, if anything. They're the Come new on. Dembele. <laughs> Dembele's, Martinez's... Uh, Torres, who else have we got? You guys know Nevels. how I feel about the Dembele's. Oh, Mendy's. Mendy's. No. Yeah. We're, done, we're done with them. We're done with Footballing them. dynasties. Anyway, uh, we will leave it like there. Like the Nevels. <laughs> I'm glad that one ended. Footballing dynasty. <laughs> that ended when it did. All right. We will talk to you next week. Roche, thank you very much. Thank you, Alex. Bernie, thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, 
Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Thank you.